Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Epic Classroom Podcast. My name is Trevor Muir and I've been a middle and high school teacher as well as a teacher of future and current teachers and I love a good story. And I love to explore ways to help students live out great stories and for educators to thrive in their own. And that's what we talk about on this podcast. Whatever you teach or however you serve in schools, how can you lead a more impactful, dynamic, meaningful, and epic classroom? All right, well, welcome back. This week's episode is called something like what to do when a student hates you, or maybe we'll call it don't take it personal because I think you're all going to be able to relate to this one, whether it's a, an, a, something that connects with your experience as a teacher or an administrator, or maybe even as a student, as I'll get to in a little bit, I think we can all connect to this idea of hating your teachers or being on the receiving end of that disdain by students. And what do you do with that when it inevitably happens, when a student inevitably has strong feelings about you and they are not necessarily good ones? How do you hold that and still find ways to connect with them? And the reason I want to do this podcast is I was thinking back to a story from when I was teaching a high school freshman class. And, you know, one time I was walking through the hallway and I heard some students sitting in the hallway and they were just talking away. And I was as I was walking by, one of them says, oh, I love Mr. Muir's class. Now, the kids didn't know that I was there and they didn't know that I was eavesdropping on them. And so when I hear this kid say, oh, I love Mr. Muir's class, that made me feel really nice. You know, because sometimes kids will say something really complimentary around you and it's to make you feel good because kids are awesome and they like to do that. And so that was my first feeling. I was like, oh, that's lovely to hear. But then one of the kids that he was talking to says, oh, I hate that guy. Well, this stopped me in my tracks. I mean, this kid says he hates me? I mean, this student who said he hates me and was talking to this kid who just profounded his love for me or professed his love for me, he, he, he was one of my more challenging students that I had. Now, this kid in my class, today we'll call him Chris. Chris was constantly interrupting me in my class. And he was often very disrespectful to me, but then also to the rest of his classmates. And as a result of, of his disrespect and constant interruptions, and he played some pretty mean pranks on me in class, as the result of this, as he got in some trouble in my classroom. And usually that trouble was some stern heart-to-hearts in the hallway. You know, he would have one of those days where he's just constantly trying to get on my nerves and underneath my skin and I would pull him outside and I would have some words with him about it and I would give him a chance to talk but it was also hey you need to understand in my classroom these are some expectations and you are not meeting them right now and I need you to do that and so me and Chris Chris and I had more than one of those conversations in the hallway that got a little heated on my end as I tried to get the point across of what my expectations were in my hall, in my classroom. But then also I had to make phone calls home to his parents, and I even had to send him to the front office a few times. Now, I assume this kid didn't like detentions or being allowed to walk all over his teacher, but I didn't think he hated me. I mean, this stung a little bit to hear that this student, who's been reprimanded more than once, doesn't like me enough to tell some other kid in the hallway that he hates me and he didn't even know that I was there. Or maybe he did even. Maybe he knew that I was there and he wanted me to know it. Whatever it was, 
it really stung. I mean, the, the truth is I didn't get into teaching for the lavish lifestyle or the big paycheck or the social status because those things really aren't existent in the teaching world. No, I, I got into teaching. You probably got into teaching because you want to change students' lives and you want to have an impact on every kid you encounter. You want to be that person for kids that the great teachers of your past were for you. Or maybe you want to be that great teacher for kids that you didn't have, that you needed at a certain time in your life. And that's why you got into it. You want to help them succeed and you want them to connect with you and your class and all the things that are, that are going on in there. And I think that's part of why it hurt a little bit when I heard the student declare openly in the hallway that he hates me. It was a reminder for me in this moment that I can't be all things to all students. And, you know, I consciously knew that. You know, I, w I was told that many times in teacher prep, and I was told that from mentor teachers who said, hey, sometimes you can't be everything for every kid, and you have to be okay with that. I consciously knew that. But to be honest, at a subconscious level, it's still hard for me. And I think a lot of us, to accept that we can't have the, desi the desired effect on every single student. I want all of my students to love my class. I want them to be challenged and enthusiastic and grow. And I want them to feel like I'm someone in their story who's helping them move forward and get better at learning to read and write and learn history and, and discuss and, and collaborate and present and grow confidence. I want to be somebody who guides them through that very important part of their story. I, I, I'm well aware as a teacher that th my students, the, the ones that I am working with, this is their childhood, right? Like this is a huge part of their lives, their existence on this earth, and I as their teacher am being entrusted to help them with this childhood, to help them guide through it and, and solve problems and learn and grow and become enthusiastic. That is what I want to do as a teacher. And I find that it's hard to do that if a kid hates you. It's hard to do that if a kid feels really strong, negative feelings towards you. It, it, it's really hard to separate the personal from the professional. You know, like it, it, it's, it's a challenging thing to, to not take that personal and not let that be an indictment on myself and who I am as a person and also as a teacher. You know, I've got all these goals for what I want teaching to be like and for my students' classroom experience to be like. And then when I learn loud and clear that there is someone in my class who doesn't want to be there, who is not connecting with just me, but then also the learning that's happening in the class and, and the experiences and the engagement and the projects and all the things we're doing. When I find out that's not happening, I take it personal. It hurts. You know, I, I think some people will say, well, like, oh, the kids are just kids. And, and so don't take it personal. But it's like, no, kids are also humans. And when a human says to me that they really don't like me, in a lot of different ways, and they say it to somebody else and you overhear it, yeah, like, how could you not take that personal? So, a couple of things. First off, does that kid actually hate his teacher? Did Chris really hate me? Probably not. I think that specific student hates being held accountable. And I think sometimes teachers bear the brunt of that. You know, one of our jobs is to help shape our students into the kind of people we want in the world. And that can take hard work and discipline 
and it's not always what our students want to do. And it can be difficult to help them understand that sometimes. You know, one time when I was in middle school, I was in my math class and I did something the teacher really didn't like and I got into some trouble. And I think I've told that story before. Actually, I think I told it last week's podcast all about the Flamingo Bucks. So what I didn't tell last week is when I got in trouble, this teacher wrote me up and he gave me a form that I had to take home to my mom that showed her that I was getting in trouble, that I lost my precious Flamingo Bucks and I was getting a detention. And, you know, I plagiarized my mom's signature. I didn't want her to know that I got in trouble. And that's a whole nother story. But I didn't want my mom to know. And so I plagiarized her signature so she wouldn't find out that I got in trouble in math class. So I thought it was great. I thought it was really good at like looking at her signature and just making it look really real. You know, I had my cursive S's down. So I was feeling really good about it. But guess what? Somehow, my other teacher, his name is Mr. Peters, the one that I told about last week, who was just so fundamental in my life as my parents were getting a divorce. He was the one that entered that really challenging part of my story and helped guide me through it. Well, Mr. Peters was looking down at my desk one day as he's walking by, and he sees that parent slip, and he sees that signature on it. And he says to me, he says, hey, is that your mom's signature? And I didn't know what to do. I was like, uh, yes. He goes, well, Trevor, I, I have your mom's signature on a piece of paper. Do you mind if we look at both? I just want to make sure that it's yours because I, I heard you got in some trouble in that math teacher's class, and I, um, I, can, I just want to double check. And I was like, okay. And so Mr. Peters did that, and he confronted me about the truth, and he says, this isn't your mom's signature, isn't is it? And I said, no, it, it's not. And I'm really sorry about that. And can you please, Mr. Peters, not tell my mom I won't do it again. I'll, I'll take the form and I'll go get her actual signature on it. And you know what Mr. Peters did? This, this beloved teacher of mine who I absolutely adored, he went and called my mom anyway. And as I sat grounded for the next month at home, because my mom was not happy about me getting in trouble in math class, but she was especially not happy that I forged her signature. Um, as I sat grounded at home for the next month, I was so mad at Mr. Peters. Like I was, I, I felt betrayed behind, by him. I, I couldn't believe he wouldn't give me one more chance. I loathed from then on for a while, just having to sit in his class for a while. Dare I say, I hated him. Like I felt all of this anger towards this teacher who was supposed to have my back who was supposed to understand, who was supposed to give me grace because I thought I needed it. And, you know, it was just a dumb plagiarism. I, uh, all I did was forge a little signature so I didn't get in trouble. And the first thing he did when he found out was call her and tell on me and tell that other teacher. And I got in more trouble in school and I got in trouble at home. And I hated him for it. I was angry with him about it. But you know what? I learned from this experience a lesson about honesty. I saw that my actions actually have consequences. After a little bit of mulling it over and thinking about it and having some talks and, and even Mr. Peters confronting me and talking to me about like, hey, I can see you're still mad at me about this. Let's talk about it. From this whole experience, I learned a little bit about discipline and the importance of integrity and honesty. And that could only be learned from this experience. But beside all that, 
when I was still angry at Mr. Peters, despite how cold I'd become to him since, I, since he turned me in, he kept including me in his class. He kept greeting me every single day at the door. He kept making sure that I felt safe and welcome in his classroom. You know, he must have had this wisdom about teaching that sometimes the medicine that doesn't taste very good is often the very best thing for you. And over time as a student, I realized that he actually had my best interest at heart the whole time. You know, he, he, he still cared about me and the best way that he could care about me was to hold me accountable for my mistake. And, and I didn't learn that right away, but what I did learn, despite being cold to him, despite not being as warm as I was when we were on really good terms and I was happy with him, he continued to invest on, in me and not give up on me. And, and not say, you know what, this kid is showing me some serious disdain and maybe even a little bit of hate right now, so I'm just going to cast him out and not pay him attention. No, he continued to give me opportunities to succeed, and isn't that the job of a teacher? It's not to make every student love you. It's not to, to win every kid over and necessarily even be the favorite teacher of everyone. Instead, and you know what? It's not even to get 100% participation out of your students. That's not the goal of a teacher. The goal of a teacher is to continue to give students the opportunities to succeed. And if you keep doing that, often students will catch on and, and turn the ship a little bit. Now, does all this mean that that kid who told all of his friends in the hallway that he hates me, does that mean he's going to come to this realization? Did he, at some point that school year, say, you know what, Mr. Peter or Mr. Muir is hard on me and he holds me accountable and that's something I need right now because my parents don't seem to be doing it very well? That's a whole different story. Um, and you know what, he's doing that and so I'm going to turn around and I'm going to love that guy and I'm going to realize that he's only got my best interest at heart. I don't know. I can actually tell you with that kid, Chris, he did not turn his ship around that year. He didn't all of a sudden come to that realization. I remember at the very end of that school year being so, and I'm just being honest with you friends. I remember being so relieved that that student was no longer in my class because it never really got easier with him. He just continued to be challenging the rest of that school year. And he showed lots of disdain for his teacher the rest of that year and so I don't know if I can do that you know the truth is I think some of this is just out of our hands but what is within my control is still being kind to that student and staying committed to helping him become a smarter more creative hard-working and respectful person and that means staying consistent and finding new ways to connect with him and engage with him in my class and it also means that I have to continue to learn to not take it personal. One of my primary goals as a teacher is not for every student to love me, but instead it's for them to love learning. That There's a difference there. You know, they don't have to love you every second of the day. They don't actually have to love you as a person at all. But I do want you to love learning. I do want you to learn to, to, to embrace the challenges that I'm giving to you here. You know, I... I I, I think if we can hold on to this, if we can just try to separate our personal selves from the work that students are doing and realize, you know what, sometimes we don't get to be the good guy. Sometimes we have to be the bad guy and, and, and hold up our expectations and make sure that the ground rules are followed, that the rest of the class has kept a safe space for everybody to learn and grow and thrive in. Sometimes we have to do that and that rubs stu certain students wrong and I think we have to constantly analyze and ask the question, Am I handling this right? Am I continuing to love this student while 
holding my expectations firmly. Um, I, I, I think that can t- be a challenge, but I think if we're doing that, and our goal is not to be everybody's favorite teacher, but instead consistently show up and give students opportunities to learn and grow and succeed. If we're doing that, I think we're doing it right. And so the message of this episode is not that we can't feel sad when students are mean, that we can't take it personal sometimes and, and, and feel the hurt of words because words are real. And sometimes they really do hurt. But I do think what we need to do is realize that we are working with students who are complex beings. And they may hate you in one moment and they may love you in another. And they might not like how you discipline or how you hold your expectations. And that's okay. We just have to realize that it's usually not personal. It usually has much more to do with that, that what's going on beneath the surface in a student's life, that there is always more than we actually see. And some of that is just out of our hands. And I know there's a temptation. And believe me, I am a people pleaser. I, I want people to love and accept me. And I've just had to learn over time that some of that is just beyond my control. And all I can do is continue to show up and do the things that I know how to do to engage students and connect with them and challenge them. And, and if I can just do those things, it's all going to be good. So whatever you teach or however you serve in schools, I hope that the next time you hear something that's slanderous, that's mean, that says, oh, I hate that teacher. I can't stand his class. I can't. She, she's so mean. Whatever it is, I hope that you can take it with a grain of salt and realize that it's probably not personal. It's probably about that student. And that student needs you and your consistency and love and skill set and all that you bring to the table in that moment more than ever. I don't know where Chris is now. I don't know if he ever got over his hard feelings towards me. And I don't know. That's, that's all out of my control. But I can tell you I've had some students who had really big problems with me in the way that I handled my class who've got in touch years later. I remember this one student named Ryan who just had that same feeling as Chris. And it was always this constant ongoing struggle with him. And it never got better by the end of that year. But then I got this email a couple years later. Actually, gosh, it was probably six or seven years later. Ryan sent me an email saying, hey, Mr. Muir, I realize I was really hard in your class, but it just took me a little bit longer to figure things out. And he said some really beautiful things and about the impact that I helped have on him. And even though he didn't show it, he was starting to process it in my class and and he's realizing it years later. And it was just such a good message to me that, you know what, as teachers, we have this temporary time with students and yet the impact we get to have is anything but temporary. The impact, the time you have with students 180 days out of the year, yeah, that's temporary in a way. And yet the impact of that lasts long after the time they are in your classroom. And when Ryan sent that message, it was one of the greatest emails I ever got. Because I'll be honest with you, I have thought more and more over and over throughout the years about how he was one of the most difficult, challenging students I ever had. And part of that is because I was taking his words and his actions personally. And then it was revealed to me years later, oh, it wasn't personal. He was figuring things out. And I happened to be the adult in his life we took it out on and bore the brunt of it and it doesn't excuse his behavior but it's reality that's what happened and it just like freed me of this responsibility to take everything I hear from students personal and also freed me from having to to get every student on board with me and my personality and my character in my classroom that's out of my hands all I can do is show up 
and continue to give students opportunities to succeed. And quite often when we consistently do that, we find that they take those opportunities and they run with it. So I hope those words are a little helpful for you today uh, as, as you continue to do the good work you are doing with students. Thank you for listening to episode 20. We've had 20 episodes of this show so far and we are just getting started. So thanks for listening this week. There will be another episode soon for the Epic Classroom Podcast. My name is Trevor Muir and it is once again really good to get to connect with you.